Hey guys, you're listening to Cut for Time. It's a podcast from Faith Church in Indy, and I'm Claire Kingsley. I'm here with Pastor Jeff this morning. Hey, morning, guys. We are uh, back at Cut for Time. We took off time from the holidays. Last week was our first episode back, and we started back in with our new series called Transformation. And we're talking about how the liturgy that we do every Sunday forms us. And so we're looking at each element of our worship service and explaining why do we do it and why is it important, what's it shaping in us as followers of Jesus. So Jeff, on Sunday you spoke on the gospel proclamation. Why don't you give us a quick recap of what it is, what, where does it fall in our service, and why is it important? Sure. Um, yeah, as you mentioned, we've been going through elements in kind of our, our typical worship service. Um, I, I love how somebody said every church has a liturgy. It's d- just depends a lot on how obvious it is or whether you actually call it that. So we always have something that we're doing on Sunday morning, and we're trying to be really intentional about understanding what that is. So we generally start off with a call to worship, which is God's invitation to come and know him and worship him and recognize him. And then and then soon after that is some sort of a statement of an element of the gospel, the good news of what God has done for us in Jesus Christ, uh, because that's the the context, really, the setting for how we come to worship and knowing this God who we come to worship and who we are in relationship to him. Uh, so part of what we've tried to do in our worship services and part of what I was trying to get to on Sunday as well is the gospel is much more than just Jesus died for our sins so we can go to heaven. I mean, that that's the center, right? But the gospel is so much bigger than that uh, about God changing us, transforming us, and uh, impacting the world through us. And uh, about reconciliation and restoration and reorienting our lives around this holistic work that God does for us and through us in Jesus Christ. So this is a simple question, Jeff, but is the gospel proclamation, is that part in the service? Is that just a reading of scripture? Is that a song? Is it both? Yeah, it's really uh, both. I mean, obviously we want the service as a whole to be reflective of the gospel as a whole. But it's important, I think, for us to just set the context and remind ourselves of, again, who we are uh, and what God has done for us in Christ. And yeah, that's usually a passage of scripture uh, that's telling us, reminding us of those things we tend to forget. And then sure, it's often expressed in song as well, uh, where we're uh, reminding ourselves and singing praise to God again for his work on our behalf in Christ and what that does in us. So you spoke uh, using Psalm 103, and what made you choose that psalm? Uh, good question. It's one that I have loved for a long time. In fact, uh, I grew up going to church, did not really become a believer until I was a young adult, but uh, I remember being in church choir and singing a version, uh, singing a song that was based off of some verses out of Psalm 103. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord hath mercy on them that fear him. I could still hear the song in my head. So there's just personally a, a connection there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then looking over that psalm, um, there's just 
so much of what we would call the gospel built into it. It's this, David is calling on himself and others to bless the Lord, to remember all that God has done for us, how that's rooted in history, in his deliverance of his people, how it's working out in David's own life, the, the promises of forgiveness and healing and blessing and, and hope. Uh, and transformation and that that takes us beyond ourselves into God's larger purposes for the world and uh, and and just that idea of David coming back to remember remember don't forget who God is and what He's done and and that's what we need. Mm-hmm. So Jeff, what's something that you needed to cut for time on Sunday? <laughs> um, well, yeah, a couple of things. One is a you know I would have liked to have. Uh, probably could have done a better job pulling out a little more of some of the false gospels that we believe. Uh, you know, interestingly, I had um, some feedback from a couple of folks that mentioned, well, well, you know, what you said bad gospels that we preached to ourselves, but there's only one gospel. Well, in one sense, yes, but as I talked about on Sunday, in the broader sense, there are a lot of false gospels. And, uh, you know, we it's helpful for us to see that about ourselves, that, uh, you know, well, Maybe what I'm really living for is a gospel of, you know, kind of nihilism and cynicism. You know, uh, everything's terrible. There's nothing, you know, the world's getting worse all the time. And um, I'm not arguing that. But, you know, if, if the conclusion that we draw from that is, well, then there's no point in trying and I might as well give up. And, you know, I don't want to bring kids into this messed up world or, you know, just looking at everything very kind of cynically and suspiciously. Well, that's a bad gospel that we're preaching to ourselves. Um, Nationalism and political saviors in in different forms, you know, regardless of what direction that takes, you know, boy, I mean, we're ramping up into a huge election year and man, so many messages about be angry, be afraid. And those are the bad guys who want to ruin our country and they're opposed to everything that's good. And, you know, if only we get the right people in office and, you know, and we get ourselves it's easy to get really wound up about that and and buy into that in a way that is encouraging us to put our hope in a political and a human savior or a system or a party or a, you know, a policy, Uh, you know, false material, false gospels of, you know, materialism, uh, you know, this, this world is all there is. And, you know, the, the one who, dies with the most toys wins Mm -hmm. um you know so might as well live for pleasure and you know whether that's having the most stuff or the best stuff or having the best experiences or you know having being able to curate the best image of yourself on social media um you know that that's what really matters and that's what animates my heart and my life is about so that you know I, i wanted to be able to spend a little more time kind of uh, teasing out some of those false gospels that we tend to believe. Yeah, and I think if you asked people, um, or if you asked me, I would say I don't, I would not claim that as a gospel. But then our actions or motivations would say differently if we were honest. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, the the next, uh, you know, I know we tend to talk a little bit about you know a personal illustration or or story, and and that really goes into uh, exactly what you're talking about. Uh, my, I've shared before, uh, my folks divorced when I was about 10 or 11. And 
that's had a profound impact in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so for me, what that has looked like and a gospel that I have to constantly remind myself is not true is this fear of abandonment and rejection that eventually people will see the truth about me. Uh, they're going to walk away. Uh, I'm going to end up uh, forgotten, abandoned, rejected, lonely, and, um, you know, maybe I'll die in the streets homeless. Oh my gosh, Jeff, it's so sad. I know, right? Yes, that's it's really sad. That's terrible. Yeah. And, and, you know, that false message, that false gospel leads me then, you know, at times it, it can make me really insecure and then I have to feel like I have to work hard to, to get and keep people's approval. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, or then I become really, you know, I can become sort of uh, controlling and, and obsessive. Like I need to cling to this person or this thing to, to give me some kind of security. And uh, it's not like something that's constantly hanging over my head or weighing me down. Right. But, you know, there, all of us have something like that, some kind of a false message. It's because just below the surface there. Right. Yeah. Right. That at moments you can see, like, again, backing. I've ended up in a bad place in, in some choice I've made. And then backing up from that to, to try and examine what was the false gospel that I was believing that got me here. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, again, that's where I've come to see and try to understand through the lens of the real gospel and God's word to me, the the false gospel that I sometimes tend to believe. And that's what helps me Mm -hmm. know that that's a struggle that I fight Mm -hmm. and then draw me back to remind myself of the gospel that really is true. That is not just (laughs) better, but is ultimately real and life-giving and helps me in that fight against the false gospel that I sometimes, we sometimes all tend to believe. Yeah. It makes me think of what Joey said last week on Cut for Time, which is that our worship service is like um, a tuning, like it's like bringing us back to the center, right? It's Hmm. like our base. And um, so when we do come to worship and we hear that we're reminded of the good news, we're reminded of the gospel proclamation, what's true about who we are because we are in Christ. Yeah. And that really does um, help us refocus. That you just, you sort of said tuning there. And briefly. I wanted to say and tuning I, for it, but I'm like, he didn't say that exactly. No, but that's a great image. That's, that's a great example of what we're trying to do in worship. Uh, an orchestra gets together and I think it's the oboe that uh, typically gives the the starting tune. I think it's an A, or I mean, the musicians will, you know, probably email. Feel free to email and let me know if uh, how far off I am in this. But I think it's the oboists that start on an A, and that's what everyone tunes themselves to. So there's there's something that the group is coming together to structure, to orient themselves around, to say, here's the guide, here's the direction so that we're working together, we're reminding ourselves of what we're trying to do here. We're not just isolated individuals coming to do what we want to. We're individuals and we all have a part to play, but there's a a message, there's a structure, there's a a piece that we're trying to play together and remind ourselves of together and work together to sort of advance that um, for one another and out to others. Well, that's a that's a great picture of I love that you just painted it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Actually, I just love hearing you share that. That's awesome. Um, so, 
before we go, Jeff, what's in joke or illustration? That was a good illustration. Maybe that was it. Or a personal story <laughs> that you wanted to add at the end. Oh, um, yeah. I we'll just I guess maybe we'll just go with that orchestra. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, the only other thing, um, maybe just in terms of cut for time, was. Um, I felt like I, I, I wanted to, in, in the end, we were talking about, you know, being reoriented towards who God is and what he's done sort of enlarges our vision. It stretches our heart. You know, you see David just sort of now with this global scope to his life. Uh, and, and there's the verse earlier in the psalm about how the Lord works justice and righteousness for all who are oppressed. And that's one of the things that reorienting ourselves around the gospel helps us see is that it mm -hmm. enlarges my vision and my heart for others and mm -hmm. for God's ways and God's words and will to be known more and seen more in this world. And I'm just thankful for that reminder and, and then, you know, examples of how people are trying to do that, uh, how people of faith are trying to do that out in the world, uh, yeah. whether that's just our ordinary work uh, and, and taking love for the world and impact on others into what we're doing for our daily work or whether it's people jumping into boy here's something that's wrong and the way it shouldn't be in the world and and I know God cares about this and I want him to use me to help align things better with his shalom his flourishing his wholeness yeah, yeah. so Jeff what are we looking forward to for next week what what are you or this this Sunday I should say yeah What's, What's the element we're focusing on? on so Sunday? this Sunday is going to be the most fun one. It's confession and assurance. Okay. They're actually seriously that I am looking forward to this. Um, I, I guess kind of the teaser for that is part of the reason we confess is it's a reflection, obviously, that we're not what we ought to be, but it also aligns with that deep, deep longing in our hearts to know that somebody knows us intimately and still loves and accepts us mm -hmm. that's what we're going to talk that's about that's what we're going to end with that's a great yeah. way to end that's your final nugget there jeff there you go. i'm going to just say that is that all right yeah okay well thank you guys so much for listening to cut for time and if you have a second to leave a review the more reviews we get the more visible our podcast is to other people who are searching for our church or for our content and um, maybe even consider sharing this with somebody share the podcast um, or encourage them to download the app so they can listen to the podcast on the app. That's all we got for Cut for Time, and we will be back next week with Jeff again. Talking Thanks. about confession. Yeah, this is good. It's, it, I realize it's been like a month and a half, and I've missed it. So hopefully you guys have, are glad to get back to it too, because I am. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs>